Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. Everybody, you have never heard from this person on a podcast before. One of Bachelor slash Bachelor Pad's most epic humans, Vienna, is here. Thank you for that intro, and I'm happy to be here. Can you believe this is the first time anyone has heard from you on a podcast? Yes, it has been a really, really long time. Hence why the questions are abundant in this situation. So let's just get started. I always want to know what life was like before The Bachelor. You had just graduated college when you went on? Yeah, I was a normal college student. I was in a sorority. Um, I had come from a really small town called Geneva. So there's like 2,200 people there and a flashing light. We have like two convenience stores and that's about it. Um, So when I went off to college, I thought going to UCF was a pretty big deal. Um, I had no idea what was in store for me. So um, going on The Bachelor was just an entire, like I'd never even been out of Florida besides going on like a cruise. So I had traveled across the United States. It was, it was a really big change. So I was just a normal college girl. <laughs> so you had been married and divorced. Then you did college. <laughs> this is one of those 18-year-old, Guy in the military, super hot. Hey, this is really awesome. Let's go elope at the courthouse. Mm. And then a month later, your parents find out and realize what you did. And we're like, absolutely not. This is not going to happen. So it was brief. It was very brief. It was very brief. How did the show come about for you? So I'm going to be honest. I don't watch reality TV. Um, I'm a complete sci-fi nerd. So if you look at my Netflix, it's going to be Ancient Aliens and like X-Files and just Anything just out of this world, that's what I like. I don't do reality. But I had I had had a boyfriend throughout college, and him and I had broken up, but we'd been together for years. And my stepmom was a big Bachelor fan. She absolutely just loved the show. And so when him and I separated, she was like, you should do The Bachelor. And I go, I don't even know what this is. Like, what do you do? How do you win these dates? Like, I thought that it was like... Um, Winning a date. I don't know. Like an amazing race or something like that. I'd never seen like a... I'd never seen The Bachelor, so I never knew what, what to expect. So she actually nominated me, did my application. She did everything for me. So I had no idea okay. what I was walking into. And I, she called me and she's like, hey, they'd like to meet you. You know, can you get dressed and go to this, you know, it was Urban Flats downtown. And I said, yeah, sure, you know, what do, what do I need to wear? She's like, just dress cute. And I'm like, well, it's pouring raining out. Right. And I was like, so I'm going to put some jeans on and, you know, and some boots and pop out there. Yeah, grab my umbrella, like get out there. And there's, I don't know, maybe like 50 girls there. So I wasn't that special. Mm. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and they're all like, thank you. Yes. Well, there's, so there's like 50 girls there. They're all in like, sexy cocktail dresses. dresses. I am not sexy at all. Like, I don't even think I did my hair. I think it was in a bun because I have curly hair naturally. <laughs> so wearing that down, I would have looked like a poodle or Medusa, either one with the ring. <laughs> so I get in there and I like get a glass of wine. They hand out the, all these pieces of paper and they have all these like funny questions on them. I remember one, where would you like to go on your first date? 
what's your ideal vacation? Like all this stuff. And so all of these girls are just like, you would think that it was like 10 o'clock at night at the nightclubs, how dolled up they are. And I'm just like really insecure. And I'm just like, I'm way out of my element right now. So I sit down at the bar and I have a glass of wine and this girl, uh, Ashley sits next to me and she's, you know, we're chit chatting and I'm filling my form out. And of course, if you know me, you know, I'm, I joke around a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't take me seriously. I just, you know, you can't laugh at yourself. Why not? You know, what's the point? <laughs> so I, one of the questions says like, where, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? And I go Egypt mm-hmm. because I believe in aliens and I want to see these giant pyramids that they help create and build. So the girl is laughing at me and I'm just answering, you know, my questions, how I would answer them. And so her and I are giggling and, you know, we're just kind of just shooting the shit basically. So then, you know, she leaves and I don't know, maybe like 30 or 40 minutes later, if I have another glass of wine, I finally get called into my, you know, uh, interview. So it's in the movie theater. So basically think of it like you're walking down the side of the movie theater where you don't see anything. And then you get to the end and there's like a lady set up right in front of the screen with the camera, you know, looking at each other. So I get out there and I see like a stool and I see the camera and I see a lady behind it. And the lady behind the camera is the girl Ashley sitting at the bar with me. She's the, she's, yeah, she's one of the um, producers. Yes. And I'm thinking, well, you're out. You're crazy. And you're a complete weirdo. No, you were a shoe in <laughs> Yes, I guess I was. So I sit down and her and I are just kind of immediately laughing. Yeah. And so she's like, so tell me about the aliens. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus. Who would have thunk? We never knew you were obsessed with aliens. I love everything about um, ancient civilizations. I, when I first started college, I actually studied theology because I wanted to understand all the different types of religion around the world and how um, everyone really does believe in like a creator. People's just ideal of what that creator looks like is different, right? But basically it's just something created as good, bad, evil, right? Teaching us moral, teaching us to be good people. So I studied that. And then I studied like APR history because I wanted to learn about the history that isn't necessarily always taught in our oh elementary schools, our middle schools, and our high schools. Did so you I know think. when you were doing this interview with Ashley that Jake was your bachelor? I had never watched The Bachelor, so I didn't know who Jake was, even if someone told me Jake was a bachelor. Okay. I had no idea who any of them were. If I would have known he was a bachelor and knew like who he was and stuff, I probably wouldn't. I don't know if I would have chosen to go that he's not really my type that was yeah that was my question was was he someone you would typically go for no you know after the show he wore like high water pants with like a new balance shoes and like tucked in t-shirts and he was like very oh god i don't know how to say this in a polite way like just I was a 22-year-old college girl, and he acted like a six-year-old man, like worlds apart. But they dress them, and they have them talk different and act different on the show. So afterwards, you're just like, who is this person? What was your first impression of him? Um, He was a little smaller than I thought he'd be. Um, He's just kind of... He's a good-looking man. Okay. He's got that good old boy look to him, but he is, like, shorter. So my first reaction when I walked up was I shouldn't have wore such tall heels. (laughs) 
I felt bad. And then you know what? The whole time I, when we did date, I stopped wearing heels. Completely. Because, mm. yeah, he didn't like me being tall, like as tall as him. So on the first night of the show, how many women were there? I want to say like... 20... At least 20-something. 20 25, maybe. And they cut a lot of girls. Like, the very first night were just like... Like, it was like tender or something the first night. Like, when did you start actually liking him? Um, probably when we had... We had a very early on one-on-one mm-hmm. date. From there, just being, you know in situations where you know we're bungee jumping and you're you're in an intense emotional situation you kind of just cling to a person and I think that we grasp it we kind of we're drawn together just for the the situations that we were put in it wasn't like we really like did things like super in common we did what they you know set us up to do like he flew flew me in a helicopter and I was like wow this is so cute that's really hot the guy knows how to fly a plane a pilot is like standard hot yes exactly so they really got me on that one you put a (laughs) girl on a plane with a guy and he's flying it and he's got your life like in his hand sexy it is kind of sexy well unfortunately for you and for me when I was on the show I was also the villain so when did things go wrong for you in the house? Did you start to feel a change with the women at any point? Okay, truth be told, I didn't realize that I was going to be made out to be the villain until the show aired. Because in the house, we were all friends. We didn't really have any... There wasn't any fights between any of us. There wasn't any mm. anything that would have made me out to be the villain. But at the end, during, okay, how are we going to portray these two? They always want a good and a bad, you know, evil versus good at the very end of the show. Yep. And it was me and Tinley. And Tinley is like a virgin and the most innocent <laughs> in the world. So the only other option was for me to be the bad guy. Right. There was no there was no other path. Well, Allie had, you know, some choice words for you. Allie Fedotowski, who was later the Bachelorette. I mean, did you ever have blows with her in the house at all or was it more just her talking about you to him I never had a blow with Allie I never said anything negative about Allie it was just that her and I were the two girls that had the first like one-on-one dates so we had the closest connection so of course she didn't like that and so she really teamed up on me and I was young and naive and I came from a small town and I felt like I got super bullied at that point. Okay. And it was really hard for me. Like people just rallied up on her side. And from there, I just tried to just be nice and it just didn't matter. So how did you handle yourself in the house? Because I felt the same way. I felt like I was kind of the lone man, just everyone was talking. So I kind of just minded my own business. Like what did you do? I had made friends, so G and I were really close on the show. So her and I piled around a lot. Um, And I kind of, you know, I cooked dinner for everybody. Like, I would order groceries, and I'd little cook for everyone. And, you know, I just kind of did my own thing for the most part. And I had a couple (laughs) girls that I was close with. But, yeah, I just didn't play the 
I didn't know how to be one of the girls that got together and all gossiped together and picked on girls because I didn't grow up like that. I grew up in a farm town with a bunch of boys. Right. I didn't know how to be one of those girls. I would wake up in the morning and I had no clue how to do hair and makeup like they did. So I already felt like an outsider anyways. And so, yeah, I just, you know, I made a couple of close girlfriends and we just kind of stuck together and we stayed still friends. Had you met Jake in the real world and not on the show, do you think? Absolutely never would have talked to him. No? No, no way. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he, him and I were walking on the streets and I was to see him, I would not think twice to even talk to him. Even look at him? No, he's not my type. He's like, he's a smaller man. Like, he's just smaller. I like tall, big. And I also like, um, like, my type when it comes to personalities and looks and everything like everything is different so I like um like my boyfriend for instance is Bosnian Bosnian yeah my boyfriend's Bosnian he's grew up he's from Bosnia he speaks you know four languages he's like tall dark handsome bright blue eyes um that's I love that did you run into any red flags with him while you were filming um, no, I wouldn't say during filming of The Bachelor, no. Um, you know, you only see him on camera for the most part while around people. And Jay is, he's an actor. I don't know if you know this. He's an actor. He's actually, I believe, last that I've heard, he's acting on soap operas or yep, something. Yeah. So he's a very good actor. And he played a very good role while filming is what I can say. Did you find him fake while you were filming? I didn't realize it was fake until after. It, it, it's, I thought that's who he was. And then after filming, meeting him and finally seeing him as a normal person, like who he is, um, not saying he's a bad person, just he was a different person. That's what I'll say. In the moment, did you think, you know, obviously you get caught up. Did you think, oh, this guy's my husband. I'm super in love with him. I did. Towards the end, your emotions are just so high. Mm -hmm. And I'm also a very competitive person, so I wanted to win. That, And, of course, you have the producer saying all these things to right. you, making you want it. They're, they're making you want that. And yeah. so at the end, I remember thinking, wow, this is what I want. I do want to, I do want to get engaged and marry this guy. This is what I want. And then... I remember on the day that he was supposed to be proposing to one of us, yeah. the producers came into my room. We were in St. Lucia and they said, you know, we need to do your interview. What do you, you know, how do you feel right now? What do you feel like if he doesn't pick you and all this stuff? And I go, no, I, he's going to pick me. Like, I'm like, I know the connection him and I have, you know, I know how he feels. Like, I know that I'm the final girl kind of thing. And they said, no, 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 no. We, we need you. We can't, we need you to say that how you're going to be upset and we need emotion. We need you to get upset in this. And I'm just like, so I literally remember having to like redo this interview over and over again because I wasn't giving them what they wanted. Well, he's done an interview saying he had two rings in his pocket and he didn't know who he was going to propose to. Do you believe that? Did he ever tell you it's going to be you? Um, yeah, I, I knew, I knew it was me. Okay. So the, he had told me during our overnight study first, like overnight fantasy, date yeah. that yeah, the fantasy suite that he did not have a, um, 
a connection with Tinley. Mm-hmm. He was telling me like, you know, when they kissed, it felt uncomfortable and they just didn't have that, uh, any type of physical connection whatsoever. Okay. So I already knew from the fantasy suite that um, Gia was one of my closest yeah. friends. So I already knew how the fantasy suite with her went and her and him had actually talked about me during their fantasy suite, she had said. So what did they talk about? I don't know exactly what they talked about, but she just made the, you know, the comments that they had talked about him and I and our connection okay. and that them and she didn't even want to stay on the show. She was ready to go home. Mm. Yeah. You guys don't know a lot. Yeah. yeah she was ready to go home. Several times Gia tried to go home. The producers literally was like, you need to go talk to her and convince her to stay. Why did she want to go home? She didn't feel any kind of connection with Jay. Well, someone had a question. Kayla Shea, in hindsight, were you really in love with Jake or maybe just blinded by the glitz and glam? Absolutely blinded by the glitz and glam. Um, You know, being in love is something that you know, you hear love at first sight, and I don't think that's true. I think that being in love with somebody is truly understanding who they are. Um, and now, for the first time in my life, I'm with somebody who we have gone through some bad times together, good times together. And when I say bad times, I mean life, like losing jobs and stuff like that where it challenges your relationship. And he has been the most stand-up guy. He is so supportive. He wants me to be the absolute best that I can be. And when things are really bad, I know that he literally will just hold me up. Um, That's good. And I, I tell him all the time that he's the glue. And I'm, I feel like glass sometimes. Yeah. Like I feel like this piece of glass that has been shattered. And I, I pulled myself back together. I glued myself back together. And after the show, life was really hard for me. And it was like at any moment, I felt like I could just break into pieces. And it's hard. It's really hard sometimes just to get up and just move. So I feel like now I know what real love is because I have a man who is that glue that just keeps me together no matter what. I'm so happy that you have that now. And everyone is so, I had tons of people just writing in saying team Vienna, team Vienna. Oh. So excited to hear from her. I um, think the reason where I don't talk a lot is because I feel like when you start being too public with your life and your relationship, that things, I don't want to hear negative things from people. I don't want people to be too involved with my life that it starts affecting me because it was, and you know, this feeling after the show where you would read you know, you could read 50 nice comments and it only took that one, one to ruin your day. Just make you cry and yeah. yes, ruin your entire day. And so I don't do a lot on social media. I right. don't tweet. I hardly ever post, you know, on Instagram, like once every couple of weeks I might post something. Yeah. And yeah. it's because I feel like life is nicer when it's not so publicized. Are you having trouble fitting a trip to the gym into your schedule? Maybe try bringing the gym to you with OpenFit. OpenFit takes the complexity out of losing weight. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room whenever you want. The classes are led by the most effective trainers in the world, including my favorite, Andrea Rogers. She founded Extend Bar. These trainers give you results quickly. All you have to do is press play and 
and work out on your schedule. There's even an option if all you have is 10 minutes, 600 seconds with trainer Devin Wiggins, and you will burn fat and muscle in no time. You can view on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, or Roku, and you could lose up to 15 pounds in the first 30 days. I promise you will look and feel great. So change the way you work out and join me on my fitness journey with the code Olivia. That's the code Olivia and start using OpenFit today. Right now during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit. You could lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text Olivia to 303030. That's full access to OpenFit, including all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. Do this right now. Text Olivia to 303030. Was Jake supportive of you during that really hard time after the show? Absolutely not. In no way. Jake was after Jake was worried about number one. Um, there was even a point where this is where I realized like I wasn't sure this was the right person to even be associated with is during the the, sh- the airing of the show, some stuff had come out that was not true about me and it came out in the tabloids. Mm-hmm. Well, I had proof that this was incorrect, that this was not true. So my ex, the ex-husband that I was married to for like a couple months. A minute, yeah. Yes, he tried <laughs> to claim that I like took money from his bank account or something. When realistically, what happened was when he left for his uh, deployment, he wanted to sell his car. Well, he still owed like $2,000 on the car. So my dad paid off, you know, to get rid of the car for him and said, hey, you just need to pay me back the money. Okay. So when we divorced, my dad, we gave my dad $2,000 oh. is what it was from our account. That's what it was. Not to my bank account. My dad. So then you felt like you had to explain that. I wanted to explain this. I wanted to defend myself. Of course. So what I did was I went and I got the bank accounts and I pulled up all the things and I said, look, here's his bank account. Here's all the money left in it. Look, he has his money. The only money that was removed was right here, as you can see, into my dad's account. Here you go. And I had this. And I said, I want to go public so people can see this is a lie. And Jay goes, no, 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 no. You don't need to do this. We're not doing this. You don't need to defend yourself. And from there on, it was always like that. He didn't want me to defend myself. He didn't want anyone to see me in a positive life. He wanted people to see me negatively so that he was always the good one. And that's where I realized, wow, like this is not right. Because someone who supports you would want to defend you. I had a good question from someone who asked whether there were any good moments that you could remember with him no from the very first um over like we would have like a weekend in the very beginning we would have a weekend that we stayed together in california Mm -hmm. and from the very first weekend it was a very uncomfortable awkward from right from the very beginning so? so he started being like all of a sudden he started like being very religious where he like would sit me down and he wanted us to read the Bible. He didn't want us to touch. He was like, it was just all of a sudden a different person. And then he had like all these really strict food things like he, and I just got there thinking like, 
what's going on? Like he just became very like overwhelming to me and wanting me to do and exactly how he wanted me to do. We're going to eat this. We're going to do this. We're going to read this. And this is how it's going to happen. And I just, from that very first weekend was like, what did I just get myself into? And then every weekend after that, it just progressively got more uncomfortable, more weird to the point that when he finally, it finished airing and we went to do Dancing with the Stars, that was probably one of the most horrific times of my life was living in that apartment with him. And he was awful, like absolutely awful to live with, awful to be around. So there was really, from the end of the show, from him, the moment we started like real life dating, there was really no good moments. It was just me saying, how do I get out of this? What are some of the, maybe some examples of like the epitome of the terrible times in your relationship? So anytime we would be doing um, like on a red carpet, say we'd go to an event. He was very, very controlling about what I said, who I spoke with, how I dressed, everything. To the point like when we would give interviews, he would like pinch me or squeeze my hands really tight to get me to stop talking or to not say certain stuff. And it, so I felt like I was just constantly being controlled in everything that I did. I basically at one point like, didn't have a car, couldn't do anything. Um, I remember one point time I, I went back home to visit my family. I was just, I was so just, I wanted to go home. Needed a minute, yeah. So when I came back, he didn't pick me up from the airport. He was out with a girl doing like line studying for some show he wanted to audition for. I didn't have a key to the apartment, and I literally had to sit outside our apartment and wait for him to get home for whenever he got home. What was the final straw? How did the breakup happen in real life? He start his controlling started getting more to like a scary level where he was throwing stuff at me. We were getting into like blowout fights where I felt like I was scared of him, stuck in this apartment with him and I just wanted to get away from him like I was scared so I literally planned out while he was gone that I was going to pack my stuff up and get out and move and I moved into my girlfriend's house I let, I slept on her couch for weeks and I told nobody where I was what I was doing nothing I this literally just disappeared from everything left the ring like just dipped so the producers kept calling me at that point and threatening me and threatening me and threatening me and said, you have to show up. You need to do a breakup. You need to come. You have to do a live breakup. Um, you're under contract. And so that was the next time that I saw him was during this live breakup. And I just remember going in there just feeling terrified out of my mind. Jesse Sinsack actually called me when I was in the, ho when the, um, in the hotel. And he was just telling me, like, be careful. If you can leave this, leave. Get a, get a taxi and get out of there. Like, they're not your friends. And I know that. They're not my friends. I knew that they were there for their own benefit. And during the breakup argument, you know, I said a couple of things that Jay didn't like and he like plunged up at me and they cut that show short and I went in the room crying and I remember Chris Harrison taking his mic off and coming in there and just being like, whoa, what just, what just happened? Like, are you okay? Like, we had no idea. How long had it been since you'd broken up and then when you filmed the breakup special? Um, it had been a few months. Yeah. Or at least a month or a little bit over a month because they wanted to do it specifically on, um, the finale of the bachelor season. or something. Yeah. So people in the public eye, I remember Jake trying to be like, Vienna cheated on me. Jake and I hadn't broken up 
for, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many months it was from the time we broke up to the time that it actually, like, we filmed the live breakup. I don't know how long it was. I remember he was saying you, you cheated and that you sold a story. Yeah, so I, when I broke up with him, because I did not want him to try to go to the tabloids and say he, it was him, I'm terrible. So I packed, the weekend he was gone, I packed all my stuff up. I did a story for the tabloids so that that tablet would come out immediately and I could get my story out before he could try to turn it around, right? right? Well, what happened was, that's when I left. He got wind that I did a story. And of course he gets home and all my stuff's gone. So he immediately goes to People Magazine or one of those and says, I want to do a story. She's a liar. She's a cheater. She's this before her story can get out. And I said, we, everything that you're trying to say, you know, was when we were separated. Like people look back and say, oh, she was at an event and we saw her with so-and-so. Jake and I were separated during all this time, but you guys didn't see our breakup until we were allowed to break up. First of all, the whole interrupting thing, was that something that really, and well, remember, stop interrupting me. No, it's undermining me is what he would say. That's the word. Don't undermine me. Did he say that often? Yes. Yes. So if you question him, don't undermine me. And then do not interrupt me. Yeah. It was that one moment. And that's when you said, I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. And you left. And then Chris Harrison was just sitting there like, did you guys have any conversation after that filming besides being on bachelor pad together, which is a whole nother story. Yeah. No, none at all. And you know, it's really screwed up is because they knew that I didn't feel safe around Jay. And they promised me up and down that he would not be on the bachelor pad and they 100% lied as they always do. So why did you choose to go on bachelor pad? I didn't want to go on bachelor pad. Casey wanted to go on bachelor pad and we were a couple and we were dating. Casey and I were living together and he wanted to go and we thought, you know what, if we win some money, that would be great kind of thing. It's mm. not going to go, and we said to them, you guys cannot put Jake on the show. If y'all do this, like, this is really messed up. And they're going, no, 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 he's not, he's not, he's not. So we're thinking, okay, we're going on as a couple. It's not going to be one of these, like, dramatic dating things. It's going to be more of, like, a competition. <laughs> they made it seem like it was, like, um, like, Amazing Race, something like that. We're just competing for money. And I said, that'd be cool. Not at all. They made that so uncomfortable. How are you going to do a kissing contest that was when so there's weird. people in relationships? It's freaking weird. So how did you meet Casey? Because, yeah, you were dating before Pad. So how did y'all meet? Um, we met at a reunion. Okay. And... Yeah, because Jesse and his wife, Anne, throw these, like, reunions every year. And they're super fun. That we do like a ski trip where we rent like a 10 bedroom cabin in the mountains. Yeah. And it's just a blast. We all, um, you know, we, every year they do something cool. So we had met at a reunion. At what point on pad, because Jake came in a little bit after you started filming, what was your reaction like when you found out he was coming? F you producers for lying to me. I was so angry. I wanted to leave the show. I didn't want to be there. I was done. How did they react to you being mad at them? They didn't care. They didn't care. They're control of everything. But the great thing is that literally everyone on the entire show, Batcher Pad, was like, don't worry. We're all voting him off. 
done haha producers but we're the ones voting he's off and we did vote him off but it and the producers changed the rules and kept him on they even sometimes um for instance one of the things where we're like holding on to each other we're like hanging we're being suspended and we're holding right. on to each other I remember that one okay so the two couples that are actually competing like the last two were the two that were actually the last two like they literally like made it look like a competition between certain people like jake and i and you know when realistically they had already fallen it was between me and somebody else kind of thing because the people who actually were one of the last ones hanging were like they made us look like we fell early if you take vitamins every day to improve your health, you have to listen to this news out of Europe. For the first time ever in government-sponsored cancer research, human patients taking a dietary supplement lived longer than those who did not. So the research showed that this supplement, called tocotrienols, when used with the standard care for recurrent ovarian cancer patients, literally doubled life expectancy. Additional tocotrienols research is showing promise for breast, colon, and lung cancers, as well as lowering bad cholesterol and improving heart health. The bad news, tocotrienols are a unique form of vitamin E that are likely not in the supplement that you're taking right now. And if you want to learn more about this, you can read Dr. Barry Tan's new book, The Truth About Vitamin E. He is the authority on tocotrienoids and vitamin E. So go to barrytan.com. You can use the promo code Olivia to get his free ebook from American River Nutrition. That is barrytan.com. That's B-A-R-R-I-E. T-A-N.com with the promo code Olivia and the first 25 listeners today will also get a paperback copy. What were some of the most annoying things on pad and on the bachelor that were edited to make you look like a monster? Okay. Uh, Casey giving me an engagement ring because I told him specifically, we are not at that point where I'm ready to say yes to you. I am not ready to get engaged to you. Absolutely not. Do not do this. The producers are pushing very hard for him to propose to me. And I said, do not do this. Do not make me have to be the bad guy and say no on national television to you. I do not want to get engaged. I am not ready. We have only been dating a few months. Like, absolutely not. Like, we've maybe been dating for like six months. I said, absolutely not. So there were several points where they kept pressuring and pressuring and pressuring. And he goes, babe, like, let's just do it. I go, no. Absolutely not. We will not, we're not doing this. And so when he pulled the box out and I said, it better not be an engagement ring. I remember that. Of course, I look like the bad guy because they're, they knew what they were doing. Um, there was another point where it's so messed up. I had a black bandeau bikini, like a bandeau top Mm -hmm. on and they made it look like I was topless and they put like a bar like, you know when someone's nude and they put, yeah. like, a bar over you? Like they put a bar over me while I walked into a bedroom with Casey and made it look like I was in there naked. And really, I had a bandeau top on, and they just put the bar over top of them. They're, they are they are evil. What about Bachelor? Was there anything about that that pissed you off? Yeah, there was a lot. I, I don't even can't even begin to start with all the editing that they did on that show. They did so much editing. I remember being out one night at a... Um, you know, just having a drink somewhere. And one of the editors of The Bachelor came up to me and he was like, hi, he's like, I just wanted, I wanted to come meet you. I wanted to tell you, I am really sorry. And I'm thinking, who are you? And he goes, I, I, I'm actually one of the editors on the show. And he's like, and what we did 
to you was awful. Like, awful. Okay, for instance, I'll give you an example. Um, so Jake and I went bungee jumping and we went and like, we jumped over this like big, like rock yep. quarry yeah. with like water and stuff. And I took, um, rocks from there. Okay. And when him and I were in the jacuzzi one day, I gave him and I said, I brought, I grabbed something for you so you can remember this, you know, that moment. Yeah. And I gave him yeah. these rocks and they took those words, right? Like you'll remember me forever or something, you know, they took the words from me giving those rocks, didn't show me giving him the rocks. And on the fantasy date, as I was closing the door, they used the words that I use. This will be something you'll remember me by forever. What was your last interaction with any sort of production? You've been vocal that you don't like them, so. They, um, they asked me to do um, the Paradise show. Yeah. And I told them no a couple times. So they kept pressing, and, and I was single for a little while. And I said, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll check it out. Send me, send me some clips, though. They really screwed up on this one. So they sent me a couple of clips to review so I could see what was it, what it was about. And it had a girl, and you probably know this scene, yeah. a girl sitting on the door, uh, like the steps, and it looks, and she's talking out loud, right? Mm -hmm. And it looks like she's talking to a raccoon or squirrel or something. Uh, it was Ashley, Ashley I talking to a, a crab or something like that. Something stupid like yeah. this, right? And I remember just thinking to myself, you guys are so evil. I'm never, ever, what absolutely. What a dumb not. clip to send you. Yes. Why not send like clips. an engagement scene or something? Something nice, right? Like all I did when I saw that scene was think, wow, you're not going to make me that look That is stupid. not something I want to no. do. I told him at one point, I said, I would be the bachelorette if I was asked to be the bachelorette. Okay. But that would be the only thing that I would do. Not now because I have a boyfriend. Right. But at the time, I said that would be the only thing because I know then they wouldn't be trying to make right. me look bad. They wouldn't be using me as a villain. They would actually want the best for me. What did you think? Did you like Casey's songs or were you mortified by them? Oh, God. <laughs> Casey is a really nice guy. I'm not going to say anything mean about Casey. Um, his songs are very comical. Uh, but I, I I, really care about Casey. I think he's, you know, he's a sweet guy. Our breakup was nothing to do with any kind of bad breakup. We were just different people. You know, I'm very OCD. He's really messy. I like to be outdoors. He likes video games. Like, it was more just a personal right. we just decided that this he literally helped me pack up my u-haul when i moved back to florida like there was no negative no big fight there was no anything that happened between casey and i for me to ever say anything bad about him i absolutely wish him the best in life and i think he's a great guy do you guys talk ever or, or are you still friends or um no we don't talk um, I follow, I still have him and his family, like on my social media and stuff. So I follow, you know, what's going on in their life. And, you know, he seems really happy. I know he got married a couple years ago. Oh, she's cute. They look happy. They are really happy. Oh, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I know. And it also seemed like at the end of filming, at least Jake and Casey kind of looked like they, they had a moment of like shake on it. Did you leave pad thinking at all? Like, Okay, things are cool with Jake. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't hold grudges. I think that life's too short to stay angry. I also feel that you shouldn't let someone control that much of your, like, happiness. Like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't put so much negative energy into something. So when we left Badger Pad, I was just like, good, I don't like you, you don't like me, we squashed this. Like, let's just never talk again. That'd be cool. That's a good ending.
like the world's a huge place like they're like we don't ever have to see each other again and we'd be okay we will be fine summer is here and i know we're all just wanting to get up and run out the door to enjoy each day and with daily harvest you can do that and get a nutritious breakfast to power you through those days daily harvest delivers thoughtfully sourced chef crafted food built on fruits and veggies and they can be prepared in less than five minutes fill your box with more than 65 different options like ready-to-blend smoothies, refreshing chilled soups, and savory harvest bowls. My favorite is the overnight oats, and they are fresh in my freezer until I'm ready to eat them. Each Daily Harvest cup takes one step to prepare, like adding almond milk to a smoothie and blending it, or you can heat up a harvest bowl and add something jazzy like an avocado. All of Daily Harvest ingredients are sourced and selected for maximum nourishment and flavor. So try Daily Harvest, the ultimate grab-and-go snack or meal. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code Olivia to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code Olivia for three Daily Harvest cups totally free at daily-harvest.com. That's daily-harvest.com. Oh, I, I do have one question for you because I had Erica Rose on. Her and Jake were like kind of like macking a little bit on uh on pad did you support that even though erica was your friend if something were to no happen? because i knew i know girl she, she was playing him on that show <laughs> we knew where she stood she's just really smart that girl's a lawyer she knew to play all the sides to make sure she didn't get eliminated she was good but at the end of the day we knew where her heart stayed it's like she's like I already know all these people are going to vote for him, so I'm going to not vote for him so that he doesn't vote for me. So she was good. No, she's smart. She is smart. I mean, that whole egg scene thing was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. That's what I'm saying. Like, why would you, why would you do things like that to belittle women and humiliate them? Like, it was evil stuff that they did. I mean, I don't want to be a part of anything that's going to make women feel insecure and less about themselves and belittle and embarrass them like that. That was awful. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like I was mortified. And you know what the crazy part is? And I'm going to be, when, when they had us do that egg challenge, the men, and I'm going to tell you said, no, the guys refused to do that challenge. The producers had to come in and force them to do that. Well, then that's good. That says good things about the men. During that show, the women, we were just like, I cannot believe this is happening. And the guys were like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. So there was a really, like, long, drawn out hours that the producers were basically saying, like, if y'all don't do this, like, y'all aren't getting paid. We're not doing it. Like, it was a fight to make that happen. I also think that was a, a moment where a lot of people said, you know, fuck this show. This is ridiculous. And that's what's sad about this show is I feel like being one of the most watched shows in the world, basically, yeah. and you have all these young women and wives and mothers and girls watching this. Yeah. Like, why would you why would you do things that would be so degrading to women? Like, if you have that many viewers, you should be doing stuff that's positive. Yeah. And uplifting and not not at all what they're doing. So we know, we know how you feel about the show then. <laughs> yeah. We had a few questions about that. So I we question answered. 
for sure. <laughs> Check. Did you have to explain, this is a question from Shandell Thomas, your current relationship with Jay, who we've heard about, did you talk to him at all about the show or was that really not something that came up? Um, We've talked about it a little bit because there's there's times that I get really insecure. I don't like people knowing, like I don't like being public about what I, the show, I don't like talking about it really. And he knows that because him and I've talked about it. So he knows how the show portrays people. He understands editing. He, he, he really hates the way that the show is, but my boyfriend just, he's not one that you could give two craps about what anyone on any show says, does like he, he knows who I am. Well, everyone wanted to know what you're up to now, what your day-to-day life of Vienna looks like now. Oh, girl, my day-to-day life. I have a lot going on in my life, which is amazing. I um, I have four dogs. I have two puppy husky yeah. puppies. And my day starts with two big huskies jumping in my bed saying, wake up, mommy. Let's go out and play. Um, I'm doing real estate right now, um, which I absolutely love doing. You're going to love this, too. So I live in Orlando. Yep. Um, I specialize in helping people find vacation homes here, uh, retirement communities where they can retire here. Um, 1,100 people a week move to Florida. And so I help those people find their dream homes. So I help people from all over the United States that want to move to Florida. My, I have a new billboard that's about to go up. And my whole thing is, will you accept this home? So I'm assuming people know you in town. Yes, they they know what I do. Um, I'm about to be on a big billboard in town soon. So my website is acceptthishome.com. So I'm doing real estate, and then I also have a recruiting company that I do. So it's something that I can literally take my laptop. I can work anywhere in the world. I can just, as long as I have my phone on my laptop, I can recruit. I recruit, um, you know, for certain clients that need help with, you know, say they need a, a director of marketing for a hospital. Mm-hmm. They can reach out to me and I'll, you know, headhunt for that specific Fine. person. Um, so I'm doing that. And we are in the process of uh, looking to build a house. So we have been house shopping for like probably six or seven months now. Wow. We've uh, we finally found the area that we want to live in, to, live in, which is closer to his mom, closer to my parents. His mom's literally down the street. And I think we've come up with the house that we're wanting to build. It has like these really tall, like 12 foot ceilings and like I said, right then six, seven. So he feels like it's a normal house to him. Yeah. He, yeah I think that it's huge. Everything needs to in. be bigger. <laughs> yeah. Everything has to be bigger and taller. Um, hopefully I'll be getting a real engagement ring That's soon. That's what I was that would be awesome. Come on, what's going on? You know, that? we have talked about it. We've looked at rings. I, I hope that it happens soon, um, but we'll see. Um, I want to have a baby. So hopefully that is something we start, you know, we've talked about it and we've kind of put it out there. We're not trying, but not, not trying. So it's kind of, it happens. It happens at this point. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. We talked about adopting. So we, I think this is something I really do want to do because my boyfriend grew up in Bosnia and there's so many babies in Bosnia, Croatia, Russia, mm-hmm. um, and over in that area that, you know, need families. Mm-hmm. And so I told him, I would love to have a baby of our own. Okay. Yeah. And then I would love to adopt, not even a baby. Like I would be open to adopting a kid from infant to 
five, six, seven years old, I'd be open to it. So by the way, about your miscarriage, which was obviously so terrible, we had so many messages of women who struggle um, saying thank you for sharing your story and and wishing you love and sending you love. So they were just as much of a support as it was for me speaking out because I felt personally, I felt so alone because people don't talk about miscarriages, don't talk about it. And I remember leaving the hospital and I was five months along, like I was full on pregnant nursery, like the baby shower was planned out. Like I was, I thought we were in the clear. Right. So I remember leaving the hospital and I was there for a week in the ICU and feeling empty and alone and I had no clue what to do. And I remember my, and I know this might be too much information, but I remember my breasts started lactating Mm. and I, I had no clue because when they, when you leave the hospital after a miscarriage, they don't explain anything to you like they would when you have a baby. And I, I started, when I started talking about it, I had all these women that were calling me, emailing me, talking to me. And I I started becoming friends with them. And they literally like helped me from the moment I left the hospital through this healing process where one of the ladies was like, okay, well, you need to wrap your breasts. And, you know, one of the ladies was like, okay, well, you know, don't get rid of your stuff yet. Put all your stuff here. Like they just walked me through the steps of physically and emotionally and mentally healing. And it was a long process. So they were just like, I have to say thank you to them because these women were my support throughout yeah. this. You know? It's me cry. You go from that moment feeling just so empty and alone. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I had just this fear, when I say fear, like this network and the support of all these women. And I had no clue who these women were <laughs> reaching out to me. And we would talk to each other about all kinds of stuff, yeah. like things that you couldn't just talk to your friends about. My mom actually has had, I think she's had four or five miscarriages between my sister and I. Yeah. So my mom was also very supportive and she understood the pain. I stayed with my mom for two weeks um, afterwards and she also has been and felt. And so she was also just an amazing sport for me. I guess I love hearing the positives out of social media, especially as villains who got, you know, so much hate. I love that there are still people who are good and can help. And yeah, so I'm sorry. You, you know, my girlfriend got me a shirt one time and it said, hate has made me famous. <laughs> it's and true. It was absolutely hilarious, but it's true. And the funny part is I feel like anytime when people meet me, and I know this is like a backhanded compliment, but they'll be like, you're not a bitch at all. We really like you. And I'm like, I'll take a backhanded compliment. What's Any up? Day, sure. <laughs> take it. The last question I have: You are now a brunette. I was always a brunette, actually. So you went blonde. I when I was in college, uh, my senior year, my girlfriends and I decided to bleach our hair for I don't know. We just did it to do it. Like, why not go? Let's go blonde, kind of thing. So when I got casted, it just happened to be. For the, like, six months that I had been blonde. And so I was actually going to go back Burnett. And they said, no, you were casted as a blonde. You have to go as a blonde. And I'm like, what? So I was forced to stay a blonde until the end of my contract. 
And then you went back to Brown. So the day my contract ended, I went to Walgreens. I remember I was living in Beverly Hills. I went to Walgreens. I got box dye. <laughs> I went back to my apartment and me and my roommate at the time dyed my hair in the freaking sink right then and there back for net because I hated being blonde. I will never be a blonde again. All of it. I looked terrible as a brunette. You didn't. You didn't awful. look bad. It just it you look awful. more natural. Yeah. Now. And I would. And I don't. I'm very like low maintenance. So then I had right. to like keep up with this blonde hair. I get my hair done twice a year. I dye my grays and cut like trim it off twice a year. That's it. That's how low maintenance I am with my hair. Okay, so I know you're private on social, but if you want to share your Insta or your website. I think I'm not private anymore. Am I still? Okay. Oh, you're public now. I am public. You yeah, my public. girlfriend changed this. Yay! This is actually really funny. I didn't realize that I was private. Um, and I had like hundreds and hundreds of like requests. And so my girlfriend was sitting there and she's like, you have all these requests. And I was like, well, just accept everybody. And so she's sitting there adding them. And I go, you know, as she's doing, I don't know, she gets like 80 of them done, right? And she's like, shh. Who yeah. were like in my car laughing, and she's like, "Well, I guess I could just turn you private or public, and it would accept automatically all of them, right? do it." Yeah, and we're like, "Oh, well, I don't save some time, so that's how we got there." Well, it's Vienna G on Insta, and then go to accept this home if you're looking for a beach vacation retirement home. Yes, anything near the theme park in Orlando, um, or if you already live in Florida and you want someone to sell your home, call me. I got two homes under contract this weekend and I sold them within two weeks. So you go sister under contract in two weeks. And, uh, prior, one of them had been trying to do a for sale by owner for like a couple years now. And I talked them into letting me sell it. And I sold it for asking price. Um, I had it two offers. Within five days, and then we're under contact now. I'm proud of you. Well, everyone, follow Vienna G. Buy a house. Do all the things. You did so good on your first podcast. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. This is really fun. I'd be open to do this again. Come back on next month. We'll have much more to talk about. You'll be a regular. Okay. Thanks, Vienna. Awesome. You're, that was that. so great to talk to you. You're one of my favorites ever, so I appreciate this. <laughs> And I'll Thank send you, you a link uh, when it's up next week. Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, then I will talk to you. Next Perfect. Week. Bye, hun. See ya. Okay, bye.